thank you for joining me for another podcast episode of Mid Moms and More. Today, we have some special guests, very, very special friends to me from the class of 2022, as we discuss various topics for firsty parents as they prepare uh, not only for commissioning, but for firsty year. As many of you know, my youngest received his appointment, but chose a different path. So I consider myself a 2022 mom at heart. So I want to welcome Heather, Stacy, and Betty. Thank you so much for being with me uh, here today. And I'd like to welcome you and invite you to say a few words so I can start with Heather. Hi, I'm Heather. And I have a firstie. I met Anne, or played the year, and our friendship has just grown since then. It's been amazing, and it's been a, it's an honor to know you and to be on this podcast and everything that you have taught me from then on. <laughs> oh, I still remember going out to dinner. It, yes. that, that was a fun time. We'll have yeah. to do that before commissioning, so we'll have to do that again. And uh, my next guest is Stacy. So if you would like to just have a few words of introduction. Sure. Thank you. I'm, I'm Stacy. I too have a firstie and I, I'm laughing as I'm reminiscing back on how I've met everybody in this group. And I do remember that I knew of Anne long before I met Anne in that, you know, she is a, a very engaged and involved with I don't know, pretty much everything at the Academy in some way, shape or form. She was one of those sources of information that I found so useful at the early phases of the journey. Then was so excited when we had our mom's weekend right before COVID. And I believe that's when I finally met her in person. And then from there on, she's become such a good friend and just one of those people that are thankful that are in your your network of of friends in life, not even just at the Academy and and have enjoyed some really good quality time recently, even thank you after COVID let up in Annapolis a little. Yeah. Thank you, Stacey. And I, I feel the same way. I love all of you particularly those who are here. So uh, Betty, if you can just give us a few words. Sure, I'm Betty and big surprise. I also have a firstie. And let me all say that we are all moms of sons, which is pretty special. All of our boys who are commissioning in 2022 are all fine young men. I met Heather and Stacy virtual, virtually So in the Facebook world and sort of their names kept popping up on different Facebook groups that we all were part of. And I think it was, it was easy to see their heart in, in many of those posts. Mm. And then when we met in person, it was, for me, it was mom's youngster weekend. And that was, it was just a blast. And from my perspective, that was sort of the beginning of this whole journey that we've been on as sort of unofficial mom planners because it it created a bond and being able to meet in person, the friends that we made on Facebook and sort of continue the type of support and friendship that had grown in that world and get to know one another personally. 
So let me ask the three of you this question, since we're on the topic of friendship, because I often get questions from parents, how do I find my battle buddy? How do I meet people? So once you do, I mean, typically, it's in your company page, or as you mentioned, through Facebook posts, or you finally get to meet them in person. I truly and honestly believe from my personal experience that these are friendships that last a lifetime. What do you say? I I certainly hope so. And I feel that that's the case too. I I meet lots of people. I'm definitely an extrovert. And from the time my mid went to the prep school, have been involved with many of the networks throughout the academy. I would guess that most of them started through the Facebook pages, but thankfully been established. And I am the administrator on several of those. So as Betty said, you meet somebody virtually through communication on Facebook, and that's the starting point. But then taking that to the next level and really forming those bonds has been a blessing and a support system that I don't know how I could have done without. Yeah, that that was going to be my question. My next question too, and maybe Betty and Heather want to jump in as well. So how important has this friendship been in your journey and in overcoming the obstacles, because I think our mids go through this really difficult journey. They face a lot of obstacles that they have to overcome and coming together with their squad mates, their roommates, with their class in general is what forms those bonds that last a lifetime, right? So for parents, I think that's true as well, because as our kids are going through difficult times, we're right there with them. So how have have your friendship helped you to overcome not only your mid's obstacles, but the obstacles that you face as parents? And how important has that been? I think in in the beginning, you're happy to meet anyone that you can have a connection with. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it certainly starts in the mid's company, because they're the ones going through it together. And so there's sort of an instantaneous bond among those parents, because you're getting different bits and pieces of stories and you're trying to patch it together. And then certainly sort of by the end of Cleve's summer, when you started to hear some of the same names over and over again, and you realize, okay, yay, they're making friends and you kind of reach out to those parents. So that was certainly the starting point, but it's sort of taken a different path now, like Cleve year, it's sort of all about supporting your mid and then they start to figure things out. But you know, you have the pa- as the parent still are on a journey. And I think it's, it's a gift and it's a blessing that some of my closest friends of the moms at the academy, our kids aren't friends. They might not even know each other. But like I get together with women for lunch if they're in the New England area, or sometimes you know we'll have a trip down to Annapolis and at the last second, I'll let my mid know, oh, guess what? I'm <laughs> coming in. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I don't have a lot of time. I was like, that's fine. I've got, you know, I'm doing stuff. (laughs) Friends within the company are huge, but then it's just sort of the many different ways that you can meet the friends that you connect with. That's so insightful. And it's such an accurate description. And I always mention to parents, and I talk about in my book that you really need to have your own network and that you need to have your own favorite places in Annapolis, because as your mid progresses through their journey, like in your case, Betty, You may want to go to Annapolis and it has nothing to do with your mid that time, or you may be in Annapolis and your mid may be tied up. So you can't necessarily see them. So I think that's so important. Thank you for highlighting that. How did 
your friendships help you and your mids and not that your friendships necessarily helped your mids directly, but it helped you with COVID isolation because you're one of the classes that was into this whole extra isolation that is not necessarily part of the journey. Did, did your connection to each other kind of help you get through that? I have to give a shout out to Heather. (laughs) It was Heather's vision to have the youngster moms weekend Mm -hmm. and, and there, and then in that event, we all met and we bonded and we had such a great time. And we did not know that the world was going to change the next month. If not for that event, I don't know how we all would have gotten through it as well as we did Mm -hmm. because we had a phenomenal memory and we didn't know that none of us would be at the academy for over a year after that. So it gave me just a great memory before everything changed and it gave us a reason, you know, all of, you know, second class year was kind of a bust but it gave us something to look forward to. And we started planning really early on again, because of Heather started planning for, for what it might be to come back together as a firstie. So Heather, you need to jump in here because you're the quiet hero that, that sort of bonded this group together. And I think all of the firstie parents have benefited from it. Thank you so much, Betty. Um, I appreciate that. That was very sweet and kind words. I am the sit back quiet type. So this is a little bit more difficult for me. Leap year was, you know, was tough and we all met each other virtually. And actually our company during leap year, we had two events together and we kind of got to know each other in the company. We had a company dinner for when we dropped the kids off for leap summer. And then when we came back at parent leap weekend, we actually had a company picnic and that involved our, our plebes as well. That kind of gave us a bond within our company. When we started our youngster year, it's kind of when I was able to reach out to and other people and see like Stacy's name on social media a lot. And we kind of noticed that there wasn't a gathering for youngsters. We just, just kind of got brought up. Why don't we, why don't we do something? There were so many names and volunteers that were interested in participating and helping. Paula's not here right now, but she's a huge volunteer and a go-getter. And I don't know, it just kind of all came together real easily. That's where I met Betty was mom's gangster weekend. So if I can ask Heather and Betty and Stacy, Paula's not here, but a lot of people notice. I noticed that youngster year is a quiet year, that there's really nothing for parents that year. It's kind of like a go under the radar and catch up with their grades, right? So where did you get the inspiration or the vision to have this youngster parents weekend? Because then that evolved to making up second class parents weekend, which didn't happen for you. And we just celebrated the first season unofficial parent weekend. Where did that come from? That kind of vision and motivation? I think it started as a thread on discussion on our Facebook page, didn't it, ladies? It did. And we just, within literally over a weekend, it went from, wouldn't this be cool, to let's do it. Who wants to help? It just blossomed from there. We knew that our mids were in the dark ages or that it would be the dark ages because we didn't even start planning it till in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I believe. By the time early January came around, if I'm recalling correctly, 
we had a fully planned weekend. We were reaching out and divvy, had divvied up. We had communications going. We had individual little assignments and everything. Really just found the time that it would work the best and that would be the best at the time for our mids because they didn't have as many liberties as they have, you know, as firsties. So we wanted to help them, but we were looking forward to having a time when there wasn't a lot going on that would be conflicting with us just spending time together. Yeah. And I, I really, what I really loved about that event is that mids were able to participate. It wasn't just the moms, it was the moms and their mids. That's probably one of my favorite events that I've seen from the, from the youngster mom. And now the first mom weekend that we, that just passed, what has been the best thing? Because it's been sometimes excruciatingly painful for Stacy. I know for you, you have to dole out all the football tickets and deal with, yes, I became one of those parents. Um, How do I get the tickets onto my phone? What is the best thing that's come out from those events? I think the closest that uh, we have become as a group, as a class, Hmm. instead of just as a company. Hmm. Um, Closeness and proudness, right? I think, I think we feel like we miss so much as parents. We miss some major events with our kids. You know, you know that the four years at the academy is a special time. And when practically two of those years go away, year and a half where you can't visit and there aren't the big events. I mean, the fact is there aren't so many parent events at the academy with your kids. And uh, second class year is, a, is, that's a big year. To see that just the joy and the desire of all of the parents participate and they were so excited to come back together and and do something that that honestly wouldn't have happened most likely as an official. That was just so worth it because everyone was kind of thirsting for that time to return to the academy and enjoy that whole experience because it's fleeting. And our kids commission very, very soon. Yeah, Betty, your words are perfect. We had all been talking on social media for so long and we knew each other through social media but yet we didn't have that personal contact and for us to just get back together in person face to face it was so emotional to have parents show up at the tailgate and just be so happy i think we had over 400 didn't we yes right at yeah and i think the one thing that was really awesome to watch between our first mom's weekend and the actual second weekend when we got to get together as a a broader group was seeing the word of mouth once we put out the idea that we were going to do this as was mentioned our mids don't know each other outside of their company and i think to have our parent network and our mom's network, we probably couldn't tell you what company each of our mints are in. But that's okay. We know we're part of this group of the moms from the class of 22, and they're all our mints, and we do pretty much anything for them. And many people do and all the time and house them and feed them and take them things to the yard when, when needed. And knowing that you have that relationship that you can reach out pretty much and get a response from not just one person, but usually multiple in any of your needs is just so comforting. Yeah, I I agree completely with all of you. And for the parents that may not know what we're talking about, the unofficial first appearance weekend, this group of moms, three of them that are joining me today, planned an entire unofficial 
parents weekend because they missed on the second class parents weekend. There were tours of the yard on Thursday and Friday. There was a probably the best tailgate. And I have been to some VIP tailgates and the tailgate that you guys put together is probably the best tailgate that I have been to. Yeah, it was a blast. It was kind of fun. Fabulous. From the people to the food to the decorations to the to the drum and fife stopping by to Billy stopping. By. I mean, it was just amazing. And then of course, everybody joining for the football game. And uh, we had to leave early Sunday morning. I'm not sure if something was going on Sunday, but uh, it was literally a full weekend that started Thursday for first parents to kind of recapture some of that spirit from their lost second parents weekend. And my hats off to all of you that uh, Heather, you were the the kind of like the brainchild, Stacy, Betty, Paula, um, everyone else that just contacted the Academy and took care of the tours. And Stacy, you were with the ticket office and had to get all the tickets and deal. It was unbelievable. The, the logistics that went on behind the scenes and everything was so seamless. So thank you for, for doing that. And I know that those events have bonded the class of 2022. And it, it reminds me a lot of my oldest class. So my oldest is class of 17 and both classes, 22 and 17 experienced many difficult moments and, and some were moments of loss. How have these moments of loss and difficulty and also celebrations just uh, bonded you and helped you to support each other? My most memorable um, moments tailgate was, and you were with me, I hopped up on the, uh, the smoker truck mm-hmm. and I looked down the hundreds of 22 parents and families. And just that sight was just a sight of joy and emotional. Mm-hmm. And everybody was together and most of us had not met each other before. And it was I love that it was, um, it was amazing. Yeah. And uh, actually what was more amazing to me was to see you climb that truck. Like, like it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Heather was up at the top of that truck, like, woo. <laughs> so as we look at this joyful moment of celebration, we can also kind of then look at moments of sadness and how have you been able to support each other through those? Because it's not just the three of you, it's, you know, just the class in general. So we've had a lot of moments of sadness. I'm, I'm also pretty close with a lot of people in the class of 2020. Hmm. And, you know, in one year, right, all at the same time, we had several deaths mm-hmm. of midshipmen. Yeah. And... You know, we, we have, don't usually talk about that either. You know, it's not something that we openly necessarily no. discuss. And, and I think it's important. But in, in many instances, then and even just recently, the, the families, the parents hear of a need. And, and, and they don't need to be asked. They just do. Hmm. Um, whether it starts during plebe summer and you hear of plebes who aren't getting mail, and and the so many parents who just start sending care packages and and notes through the chaplains or through designated channels to when we've had the deaths. One of you know we've we've had a, a class member, but others parents have done many to have 
flowers sent, memory blankets made by Marnie that donate their time, pick kids up at the airports, take them home when they can't get home for holidays just to give them some home comfort. It's a community that I would have never imagined. I mean, even having grown up in the military some, I knew that the military forms close bonds, but I would have never thought that it would be to this extent. And it's just amazing. And I think one of the amazing things is that you don't have to know the parent and you don't have to know the mid. Just the fact that you're part of the USNA and the Navy family is enough. And that to me, A, it means the world, but it's also, as you said, just amazing. Definitely. All of the losses that we've had since we've been here have been very difficult. Um, I think the hardest one for me was when we lost my mom, me too. And they happened to be actually in their alumni here at home. So I was trying to um, help out a bit more since we were in the same alumni group. And it got so emotional that Holly, I have to give a shout out to Holly here. She knew how it was hitting me and she took over what I was doing and stepped in. So I think the bond that our team right here has made. We know each other so well and we can just step up to the plate when one of us is in need. And, you know, from the very beginning, we're not in the same companies, we're not in the same areas, and we're not doing anything. But we just have that bond. Okay, thank you, Heather. I know in my son's class, we lost three mids in one year and two were... 2000, let me think. No, one was a 2017, one was a 2016, and one was a firstie. So they would have been a 2014. And I remember my son being so affected because he said, Mom, I've never been to a funeral, and yet I've gone to three this year. And he was in Glee Club, so he had to go to all of them. And we made a point. To this day, when we even when we went to the yard for first appearance weekend, we go to the cemetery and we'll stop by and say hi um, to all of them. And we'll leave a rock or <clears throat> a coin or or something. And something that Jennifer Johansson Lowen said, she's um, Hans's mom. Uh, he was a 2016. She said that people die twice. They die when they die but they die when their name is spoken for the last time. And that really hit me. So I'm very cognizant of saying their names out loud when I think of them. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. And, and loss is something that I think in our community, it's not just one person or the parents. We all feel it and we all feel it deeply and we all feel it for a long time. Looking back at your journey, in your experience as USNA parents, what advice would you give to parents as they're going through their journey, whether they're plebes or whether they're youngsters or second class, especially as they're overwhelmed, just having gone through six week exams, firsties are waiting for service assignments. So you might be in pins and needles. I fortunately already found out because NROTC finds out a month early. So what advice could you give parents to navigate the uncertainty and the high points and the low points? 
I think one of the reasons you you try to find some like-minded friends, particularly starting in the company, because some things are just company specific, mm. you know, how a company is doing something or, or sort of the mindset or the culture of a company can have an awful lot to do with your mids experience. That's true. And sometimes just, sometimes you just get more information. <laughs> you don't always get a lot of information from a mid who's too busy <laughs> to share or from, you know, amid who doesn't always share. So like, so having your network and there's probably a lot of teasing about the Facebook moms and all, because we like to share information, but, but that's one of the things that can help a parent is if you know a little bit more what someone's going through or what's going on, you don't have to get all that info from your own kid. But then outside of the company, it's just nice when you meet people, either you're like-minded or you can just share information and share experiences and then it trickles down and then it's sort of what's going on in your life and maybe the siblings and all of that. And that's when, you know, you've struck gold really that it's not just the experience of the midshipmen because this is a fleeting time of just four years and, and they're all going to go their separate ways in different assignments and all. But, um, but now we know insight into the family and to the siblings. And, and that's, that's why the bonds will continue. It's a deeper connection. Mm-hmm. I think it moves probably from mid-parent to just friends, like on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. Can Dave. I add in? Yes, please. And, and I think that, that piece of advice is so necessary and, and so major. I know that you probably have a lot of plebe parents who may be listening when this comes out and advice looking back as a first year parent is to really just let everything kind of write out and realize that we as adults know that life is a journey that takes many twists and turns. But when you come in at 17, 18, 19, whatever age our mids and are in, they always think they have life figured out at that age and, and they think they have a path and sometimes that path doesn't go exactly as they wanted. The advice that I would give as a parent to another parent is to always be there to support and encourage, but to not necessarily get involved, ask questions, give options, encourage them to talk to other people. But the academy itself is looking for so many things from the midshipmen as they progress through their journey that it's not all about the good grades. Mm-hmm. It's not all about the things that you as a parent are used to from high school. Mm-hmm. We see so many parents go, my, my, my child's a straight A student and not doing well, or, you know, well, what is not well? Because for one, you're still at the academy and the level and of rigor they're learning is just, hands above. So what if you get, if your mid gets a C in this class, that somewhere else is probably an A, but the whole package is what they're looking for. And while grades do matter in the end, and you, you, Anne, can probably shed more light on this than even Betty or Heather or I, because we're just at the first year and, you know, have yet to see it come into how it works to being the next steps, but they're looking for the leadership. They're looking for many other factors than just the grades. And as a parent, it was hard to watch some of that work out, but it did. 
JC, that is so true. And as they go into the fleet in the Marine Corps, yes, they're looking for not just grades, because there's only so much you can learn from books, and you're going to be leading people, you're not going to be leading books, right? And I think the ability to learn from your mistakes, that it's okay to make a mistake, but what are you going to learn from it? And how are you going to apply that moving forward? The ability to look at a problem and be able to solve it from different angles, and not only solve it you individually, but to get the input from others, to get the different points of view and find the best solution to work collaboratively, if that makes sense. And, and with that said, I remember my oldest, when he went into the fleet, he called us three nights in a row when he got to a ship. And I knew that something was wrong because this child never called. <laughs> and he just, he was just really calling to kind of vent and to get reassurance. And, and we just kind of listened and asked some questions to get him thinking you know, well, who do you think could, you could help you with that? Who could you ask about that? How do you think that you can learn more about whatever question they were asking? And in the end, they ended up, he ended up figuring it out. And, and I can tell you that my oldest um, did had a really tough plebe, like second uh, spring plebe youngster in first semester of second class year because of cyber. He was a cyber major. And at that time they were still configuring the cyber curricula. And uh, so they kept on changing things. And he was by far not at the top of his class, which he was graduating high school, Stacy, exactly what you said, um, was unsat one semester and recovered from that but he was in glee club he was well-rounded he was in glee club he he was doing other things too and so when it came time for his service assignment he went to the interview and he was more than just academics he knew about people he could relate to others he had this kind of well-rounded background where he was able to get one of two spots that 200 midshipmen were applying for so yes, academics are not everything. They're looking for your midshipman's ability to lead, to lead well, to problem solve, to overcome obstacles, and to learn from those obstacles, and to work well with others. Well, so you the- said something during it, which I hadn't even thought of, but our church sermon last Sunday was fail forward. And you, you cap- encapsulated it. It's fine to fail. And, and the academy is set up for them to fail. Mm-hmm. But it's also set up for them to learn from those failures mm-hmm. and grow from them and mature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they may not know everything that they need to know when they get out to the fleet or Marine Corps, but that's why they're going to go to SWO school or nuke school or TBS if they're going Marine. So they're going to get the training they need technically specifically for that. But there are some personal traits that they need to develop And when we say failure, it's not an option. You can fail. What's not an option is to let failure stop you. Failure shouldn't stop you. It should be an object of learning. All right. What do you wish that you would have known before you started? Is there anything that you wish you would have known? Or is it better not to know? Better not to know. (laughs) Better not to know. I agree. I have a saying, ignorance is bliss. We call it the blind leading the blind. There you go. Actually, I mean, 
Yeah, I was being a little facetious. I think it 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 was helpful to get some some heads up on things like, you know, plebe year is it's all that and more, but then after that everything goes everything goes quickly. So, you know, plebe year is not going to last forever and they really do grow from it and you do too as a parent. Like mm-hmm. it is your mid's experience. They are the ones who got in, they are the ones living it. But it, it's a it's a growing for the parents as well. I'm a Navy wife, but it's very different being the mom of a of a naval officer. Uh-huh. So we learn along the way too to trust them to figure things out, to give them the room to create their own journey, and to trust them when they make their decisions. Let them go, and so it does. It goes quickly. Plebe year is it's really intense, but that's why I think the bonds are so important, so that you have other people to lean on, and then you can just be strength and support for your kid, but also to enjoy it because it goes so quickly. You know, there are places to enjoy in Annapolis and experiences at the yard and just enjoy it because it's fleeting. It'll always be a great memory for us. Mm. Yeah, definitely enjoy it. I was telling Heather before that we were back on the yard actually for the first weekend. If we weren't BGOs, we could not buy at the mid store anymore. So enjoy that mid store card while you can, while you have it. And Access to the yard is the other thing. When we were up there for the for the first appearance weekend, we went, brought dinner for. She's a former student that's there. Third time's a charm, so she tried to get in like right out of high school, no dice, and then tried to get to the academy a year after college, and they sent her to naps. So she took naps, and she's now a plea. While we were there, we visited her a couple of times. And one night we offered to bring her dinner. So we're walking through gate one, we get through security and they're like, Oh, your mid has to escort you. Uh, after a certain time, you have to be escorted by a midshipman. Wow. It, was very, it was very sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're done. This is over. <laughs> our days of the yard are over. Yep. Yeah. I think our journey's over in the sense that, you know, we don't have that card that just grants you access 24 hours a day. Um, and then of course, seeing our friends and we still keep in touch on Facebook and by email, but it's harder to get together. Although I have the feeling that your class we'll probably be having more reunions at your midshipman. There will probably be more moms at the five-year reunion for the class of 2022 than there will be mids or probably the 10-year or 25-year. So enjoy it while it lasts. Take advantage, visit lots and buy a lot too. And I just love the way that you have celebrated your journey with uh, with your events and your initiative and, and just your imagination of, of putting things together. And, and I admire you for that. Yeah, we're even going to go like on ski trips and, and, and to Cancun together at some point, right? <laughs> I, think, I think so. And actually, I think you should go to the Navy Notre Dame game in Ireland. I think it should be a group activity. Heather, start planning. Navy game to your place. <laughs> yeah, just come on over. We can all pile in my place. But there are also, there are moms of youngsters right now who are interested in planning their own event and they've already reached out and Heather's talked to them. So I think it's allowed other classes to see that they do this too and to sort of have the same fun that we had and the same connection. So I think, I think Heather's started something. I had some class of 20, 25 moms reach out to me to say if they started something, would we help them? I haven't heard back from them, but I said, of course. That's wonderful. So you've been trailblazers. You're starting all new traditions. The question is, and Heather, you probably know this more, or Anne, like, what is, I hope the, uh, we, we, we assume the academy leadership is fine with it because we haven't heard otherwise, right? 
I actually spoke with the PAO office at some point about something else, and they knew that y'all were coming on the yard. They didn't say no, so they were fine with it. I have two things. Can I add? Yes, please do. Um, When I was kind of talking about, um, you know, Stacey and Paul and Betty, um, one of the things that I I didn't mention when Betty and I met at the Moms Youngster Weekend Airbnb, I knew as soon as we met and started talking that our friendship and our personalities were were there. So it was kind of unique to just kind of meet each other and just know that. Mm. So I just kind of wanted to add that. And then I also, while I was writing, while I was reading your, your questions, I wrote something that I felt was kind of... Um, kind of relates to um, us and the brigade. I wrote, in comparison, the brigade is like a ship or a duty station or a squadron, and each company within the brigade is like a department in the the fleet, like if in a duty station or a squadron. And it takes all 30 companies to make that brigade, the department to make it and make it happen. And that's kind of like, um, kind of like us. We're better all together than individually. And I feel like it's like with us as parents, not only did we bond through the our companies, but we bonded as brigade families and parents. And I feel like we're stronger together, just like the brigade is stronger together. And it's that way in the fleet. We can't just, it's not just the department, the departments make up each thing to make the squadron and make the ship. So it just kind of, I just felt like it. That was a good comparison and it just kind of relates to what we have done with our 22 parents. I never thought about that before, how you are stronger together. Um, and I love the analogy of a ship, you know, you can't, uh, one department can't do it by itself. CIC or weapons, the bridge, when they're on watch, they can't do things alone. It only works when everybody's working together. When I was on my son's ship, I loved watching the, the deck when the aircraft were taking off. And it's like a well-oiled machine. And it's like a very careful dance because you've got planes taking off and people crossing the deck and planes having to be moved and secured. And it's like this well-coordinated ballet that it can't work if just one part of that deck crew is working. Everybody has to work together. And I love that analogy that, that you shared. Thank you so much. All of you have been instrumental in, in making that togetherness happen more deeply and more joyfully, might I add. Well, thank you so much for your time and for being here, for volunteering to do this with me. And it was good conversation. We touched on some things that we don't usually discuss, difficult times and loss. And I think that's that's helpful. And we also touched on happy times too, right? I will never forget and I will always treasure how you were there. You were one of my prayer warriors. And that was probably the hardest time in my life, but harder than the deployment for sure, I think, in a way. And I'll never forget that. And I'll never be able to repeat it. That's why we're here for each other, right? That I know that if I need a prayer, I can reach out to you. Or yeah. a question, you'll reach out to me and I may or may not have the answer. Or if we need support, we're here for each other. That's what what it's all about. And I don't have to necessarily know you, just being part of that Navy family is enough. And I love you guys for that.
Well, I want to thank you all for being here with me for the conversation. The three of you that are here and the ones that weren't able to join for everything that you've done for the class of 22, for the parents, for the Naval Academy, for, for classes to come. You're setting an example and people want to follow. So I really want to thank you for that. And I take my hats off to you. Well, we're following in your footsteps because you've oh. definitely been the trailblazer before us. So thank you for that. Oh. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you for being here. And go Navy. Beat Army. Beat Army. <laughs> <laughs>